Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I was really impressed by the girl who was Matilda last night. Mm. But also I was thinking she's like a 10-year-old girl who's starring in a musical. What are we doing with our lives? Yeah. I mean, good on her, but also don't. Also calm down a bit. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a long one. Hello there. My name's Lonnie. This is the podcast that I do with my girlfriend, Sinead. Hello. We complain about things. We review movies. Sometimes complain about the movies. Well, giddy up. <laughs> Before that, we have some positive things to say, I suppose. About Matilda, which is awesome. But also, Idiots. Who check their phones during a theatre performance I think, and kick chairs okay. constantly? I think we need What's to give wrong some with them? context here. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> we were very lucky um, just this week to see Matilda, the musical based off the awesome book by Roald Dahl, um, music and lyrics by our boy Tim Minchin. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like a special connection to this play because he happens to be from Australia? Yeah, I kind of feel like, hate him. <laughs> but also, like, he's from Perth and has got nothing to do with us. He doesn't know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him a few times in concert, I suppose, but that's, yeah. Oh, buddy well, best friends. Basically. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Sinead's parents, for the tickets. You guys, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the musical? It came out in, like, 2011, so it's been ages. Since, oh, my God, really? Like, in, in England, yeah. Crazy, right? Same. Why, why do things get here so late? Because musicals take forever to mount and do, and they have like. But the, why can't they happen here at the same time as they're happening in the UK? Because if it if it's awful and it flops, they <sighs> don't want to waste the money. Fine. I'm sorry, I don't run West End musicals. <laughs> and they go to Broadway before they come here, anyway. That's what I'm saying. Why? Because we've got like 20 million people living in this country. Fair enough. Anyway, it's great. It's amazing. We'd already heard some of the songs and seen a few like um, things on YouTube and whatever, but I cried. I bawled. I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> um, Trunchbull, amazing. Miss Honey, amazing. Everyone, amazing. The the kids are, are actually astounding. Yeah, I'm not actually upset by them. They're awesome, especially Matilda. She has. How do you carry a show when you're only like oh, I don't know. ten or eleven? Oh, I just don't bloody know. Amazing, but this isn't about how great Matilda is, which it is. It's about how shit people are. You know what, Sinead? If you get up, if you get to a musical late, you shouldn't be let in. I agree. Like, they wait till the song's over and stuff until the pause or the ushers do. No. But... You know what time it is. I, I don't understand how you can be late to a musical. Like, I just don't understand that concept. Did you forget you are coming? Yeah, like, I, I just don't get it. Like, it starts at 7.30. You know you want to be there, like, half an hour earlier because doors will probably open at 7.15. And you know there's going to be lots of people there mm. and you know it's going to be hard to find a park. I just don't understand. Like maybe there's been some sort of accident, a tragic sort of thing or whatever, but even then. Well, then why would you be going to a musical? Well, what if there's like you're driving there and there's like a car accident in front of you and you're stuck? Hmm. But that didn't happen to these people. I know no. for a fact because they're idiots. <laughs> I'm going to pose a question to you, Lonnie. Yes. If you came in late to a musical and you had to, like, you were seated in the middle of the row as well, so you have to, like, go past everyone and interrupt everyone's view. So you've probably spent a lot of money getting these good tickets, is that what you're trying to say? Yes. Would you then, about halfway through, check your notifications on Facebook on your phone or look at people's Snapchats when you are a 20 to 30-year-old male? I wouldn't. Correct answer. However, the bloke in front of us did that. He should have known better. I just don't understand how you can think that that's an appropriate time to check your phone. Like, I just don't get it. I know he missed his whole turn your phones off, but it's not like it's a it's a weird concept to not be on your phone when you're there's, somewhere. Because there's a sign in front of him. I just don't understand. Like, how how do you think that that's okay? 
Not okay. What, what did his parents do? Nothing, obviously. <laughs> and I could just tell by the look of them. Like, I don't want to judge people, but they weren't in there to watch the musical. No. They were in there to say they've been to the musical. Yes, for sure. They weren't fans of Matilda. I can tell you that much. If you were a fan of Matilda, you wouldn't be sitting on your phone. Like, you can wait. Apart from the fact that he was on his phone, it annoyed me because the light was so bright that it, like... Yeah. It was Definitely. so distracting for us because it was in, like, our peripheral vision when we were trying to watch the show. And, like, then I was like, oh, maybe he's, like, checking on a baby or something. Like, but don't go to musical if you can't get off your phone for two hours, you know? He's checking on his baby on Snapchat. No, well, I didn't know he was on Snapchat. I couldn't see that from where I was sitting. Right. I thought maybe, like, he was checking on something. But also, if something's so important that you have to be checking during a musical, check in the interval. You get, you get intermission. He was my biggest thing, though, I think. He wasn't Snapchatting himself. He was checking other people's Snapchats. It's not that important. It's a Snapchat. It'll be there later. I just don't understand. The other bad thing was the girl behind me, she was like 12 or 13, would not stop kicking my seat. Oh, my God. And she was sitting next to her mum. What was her mum doing? What was she doing? Stop your child kicking the seat. Like every now and then when you're crossing your legs or moving around, you might accidentally hit the seat. But you know that, don't you? You know you've hit the seat. You know, I don't know how you cannot know you've hit the seat, right? But you don't do it again. And I, I did my classic thing of just shooting a dirty little look over mm. my shoulder. It did nothing. doesn't help when they're little 13-year-old idiots. <laughs> our, our cat Sam would be more better behaved than these kids. He would be. You know? He'd sit there and he'd fall asleep. And there was a little girl to the right of you. Mm. It wasn't her fault because she was only like five or something. She was just a bit too young for the musical. I think so. She, she didn't understand what was happening and kept asking questions really loudly, which is kind of cute, but also stop it. The first time was cute, like... What's he doing was really cute. But the rest of the times when you're asking, like, where they are, why they're doing that, what's that, blah, 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 they're obviously too young to be at the mm. musical, right? She couldn't see properly, couldn't read the sum of the stuff. Like, there's a, lot of, there's a bit of reading to do yeah. on stage and whatever, the letters and whatever. So, but what annoyed me about her is that she would say something funny and then all the girls behind us would start laughing at her and, like, it became a chain reaction. Very, very distracting. But it wasn't enough to ruin the no, musical. No, thank is, goodness. Which is awesome. It was amazing. I love musicals, don't you? I do too. You know what I loved? Actually, you know what I loved the most about it was the thing from Tim Minchin said that characters in musicals get to sing because they give us more insight into their thoughts and feelings than they would in just a play or -hmm. a film. On that note, the promotional material for a show that is outside the theatre with banners and stuff that you can read, do you think it's appropriate for that to have spoilers in it? I don't think so. Because we read that, being good fans, we were early before we went in, and we got spoiled like a big reveal thing. So it's based on the book, right, but it's an adaptation, so there are some different things that they've put into this that's, you mm. know, a bit different. And It's probably right there on the wall outside. It's like a big wall with writing and interviews with um, the, the writer and Tim Minchin. It's like, don't, don't spoil this, I'm about to go watch this, yeah, you idiots. Yeah, I feel like... That moment had, like, no impact for us because it was spoiled. I don't blame them for saying it because they're obviously doing an interview. Yeah. Not realising this will be out on the wall in front of the whole... I blame the people thing. who decided that was okay to put that there. Yeah, idiots. It was an amazing experience. But you know where else there are seat kickers and phone checkers, Lonnie? Where? In the movie theatre. Yep. Specifically watching Star Wars Rogue One when the guy behind me thought it was appropriate to rest his foot on my armrest that I had a stinking foot in my face. And the guy in front of us got so bored during this shit movie, spoilers, <laughs> that he was checking his phone too. Yep. You're not at home. You're not on the couch. You're not at home on the couch. If you're home on the couch, you can check Snapchat while you're watching a film or you can have your feet up anywhere you want. However, I disagree with that. Get off your phone. Stop watching movies through your iPad. I agree with what you're saying there. I'm saying if that's your choice at your home, you can. if you want to ruin the film for yourself, you can. If you want to disrespect the filmmakers and ruin the film, that's fine. You go on your phone and your iPad. But you're not impacting other people if you're at home. Fair enough. So, yes. Star Wars Rogue One. Uh... We have problems. You have more problems than I did. About the film or...? <laughs> about the film okay good so it's the new star wars film it's not part of the um saga it's like a 
anthology sort of shoot off thing they're doing this for some reason because we need a star wars film every year for the rest of the time apparently mm-hmm. we don't no it's a prequel to the first one yes right it's set in between the two major trilogies it's like just before um a new hope right it's about how they the rebel spies stole the plans for the death star look full disclosure Star Wars doesn't really make sense to me at the best of times. I've only seen it a few years ago. I hadn't seen it for that until then. I think I need to watch them, like, in the order that there's, like, prequels first and then the other ones. Because I'm super confused about what happened and who's who and who Jar Jar Binks is and why Hayden Christensen is such a bad actor and I just don't understand anything. Okay. We can do that sometime. Okay. Force Awakens is my favourite one, probably. No. Hmm. I like A New Hope. I think it's perfect, that film. Okay. Fair enough. Empire Strikes Back. Everyone says it's the best one. We rewatched it. I rewatched it when I watched it with you. Is that the Swamp one? Yeah. Mm. I don't think there's a good people say. I don't think it really works as well as they say. Is that the Younglings one? No. Is that the one? It's the Luke, I'm Your Father one. Ah. Hmm. Yeah, to be honest, I don't remember it. Um. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll get back to them some other time. This film, it stars, what's her name? Felicity Jones. One of my favourite actors in the world. Yep. Other people. Ben, ben Mendelsohn's in there for a bit, walking around doing nothing. Forrest. Forrest Whitaker. Great actor. He was on set for a day, apparently. <laughs> Bunch of other people that you can't remember their names, what they did, why they're in there. Right. Here are my, we've got many thoughts and feelings. I was really bored (laughs) throughout the film. You were bored. So was I. And even when when it got to the exciting bits, I wasn't excited because I've been bored for an hour and a half. There's only so many battle scenes you can show me before I stop giving a shit. It's not interesting watching the same thing happen 20,000 times. I totally agree. Especially when they're like you don't care about the people involved. Just seeing Carnage, like after a while, that doesn't really matter because we've seen it so much. Like we've seen, well, like we said in other podcasts, seeing special effects and bombs going off and whatever, we've done that by now. It's not exciting to see not that. Interesting. It's exciting or interesting to watch when we like are scared for the characters that we mm. have fallen in love with, you know? But we know what happens. Yeah, this is, this is probably my biggest gripe with this film. It is not necessary. Mm-hmm. We knew what happened, right? We knew this happened. We knew the Death Star gets blown up eventually. We know that the spies got the plans out, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not totally opposed to prequels where you know the ending, but I do question the reason of having them. And this one did not answer why it had to be had to exist because the journey they were on wasn't interesting. If it was a really fascinating journey of how these guys did it and it was like a cool heist sequence or whatever, that could have been cool. But it wasn't. They had the bland lead character. And I'm, I agree with you, Felicity Jones is amazing in most things. In this one, no. she had nothing going for her. Her character had nothing at all. No. Name two things about her. She had a dad and she was in prison for some reason. And she didn't want to be part of the Rebels and then she did eventually. What a great twist. <laughs> we all knew her story from the beginning, didn't we? We'd seen it before. We knew what she was going to do. She didn't do one thing you couldn't have re- you couldn't have expected. No. And all the characters are like that. Every character did everything you would expect them to do on this film. And again, that's not necessarily a bad thing because we kind of think the same thing about Luke in the first place, in the first film, right? But he's likeable. He's yeah. got dreams. He wants, wants to do stuff. It's the problem in these films when it's all about... A character who doesn't want to do something and then they do want to do something. In this case, she didn't want to help the rebels and then a bunch of stuff happened and she did want to help them. Yeah. So you spend half the film where they don't want to do their goal and then the rest of the film they do want to do it, but it's just been so contrived all the way through. If the char- character's apathetic, the audience is going to be apathetic, aren't they? Exactly. Exactly, Sine. When, 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 when the character's arc is going from not wanting to do something to wanting to do something at the end, well, then why do we care for half the film? Exactly right. And not in a cool way like Han Solo just kind of roped into it and then does really well and then finally comes back in a triumph to help his friend. Yeah, right? but that's, he's more of like a reluctant hero sort of thing. 
she just complains about stuff and then yeah. does it and then that's that's my first complaint. Her character and all the characters so wishy washy. Ben Mandelson, right? He walks around in his cape. That's all he does. If you if you go back and look at everything he does, he walks around and complains to people. If you had a cape, you're telling me you wouldn't walk around? I would walk around my cape a lot, like right. I'd switch it a lot. I wouldn't be the main villain in a film. <laughs> he did lots of things. He switched his cape. He fell on the ground at one point. He got choked a little bit. And he got shot once. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful character. It's not enough to look menacing. You asked me to name any of the other characters apart from the main one. I honestly didn't know any of their didn't, names. Didn't capture their names. Pilot guy, bad actor main guy, cool Japanese guy, and cool gun guy. Mm. Do you it, notice a similarity in these things that I'm saying, Lonnie? They're just cool. And they're guys. And they're guys, yes. And they they have, like, one thing going for them. Yeah. One's a pilot. One's, one's a pilot. A, one's a blind monk. <laughs> one's got a gun. You know. Ugh. I'm going to say something, and I know I'm going to turn off a few of our friends who are listening who are going to go, here we go again. But the reason that you're having that reaction, friends, is why I'm going to keep saying this stuff. And because you know deep down. Yeah. You can't put a female in the lead of the film and think that that excuses you from representing women because you're like, oh, no, I, I can't be sexist. I've got, a, I've got a female in the lead. That's, that's when impossible. When you have, like, two other women in the whole film. One was a pilot something and the other one was the senator or the counsellor yeah. or something. And spoiler alert, there's another main character from the original trilogy is in there for a second. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll just... Ugh. My point is... Few questions. Why are there no women as part of the alliance? If these are like the dregs of the universe, right, that have from civilizations that have been destroyed and trying to like save their universe together, why are there no women in that? Why is it all men? I don't understand that. Also, why are all the men the ones that volunteer to go with them to get the plans? Why is she in a ship with five other men and a male droid? Question, why are there no female droids? And don't give me the shit about droids are asexual. They're not supposed to have any sexuality. They're all voiced by men. You can't just... It's the same as if you had a black person in the lead and you're like, oh, I can't possibly be racist because I've got a black person in the lead. You can most certainly be racist. You can most certainly be sexist by not including any other women, by having a woman who has no personality in the lead. And she's also, she's only... Um defined by her relationship to men she's only defined by being the daughter of the father yeah she's not her own person ray was her own person but mm -hmm. in that film as well where were the other women i just don't understand like i watched an amazing video on youtube and made a good point if you want to have a male sort of fascist world on the death star or in the um empire empire that's fine because you're making a statement right mm -hmm. Why are there no women in the Alliance, though? That doesn't make any sense at all. I don't understand it. And it pisses me off that misogynists have boycotted this film because there's a female in the lead. No, this is your kind of film, This guys. is your fucking film. Sorry for swearing, but it is. This is your film where a woman is just treated like a pawn and... She's a token. She's a token. She doesn't have any personality. And 99% of the movie is men anyway. Again, it's not that having a man in a film is sexist or having a woman would make it not sexist. It's the fact that there are only three women in the whole film. There are only three women, and it's the fact that they've... I feel like they've made a woman as the lead so that therefore they're excused from any anything else. Like, oh, we've checked that box. Yeah. Woman, done, check. Black person, check. Like, this is supposed to be in the future, right? A world where all ethnicities and races and... Well, it's supposed to be a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Holy shit, are you joking? This is supposed to be in the past. Is the whole Star Wars set in the past? <laughs> Holy shit. Are you serious? Have you never seen the beginning of the Stop. film? Stop. Are you joking? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's the first bit you see in the film plays. Yeah, I just thought it was like a, like a parallel sort of universe thing. It's not meant to be our Earth. Holy shit. Are you joking me? Is the whole of Star Wars set in the past? What do you, what do you mean the past? Like before dinosaurs? 
No. The beginning of the film, there's text on the screen. It I says, know your text on the screen. Explain to me the time. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's setting up like a fairy tale. And it's a different universe. So it's not the past of Earth. I thought it was like the future. When people have travelled to other planets and colonised them. Earth isn't in this universe. No, it's a different I, I universe. No, well, we've moved on from Earth because Earth has died. So I thought we were living on other planets. No. It's got no relation to our Earth as we know it. It's a different galaxy altogether where there is no Earth. Yeah, but there might have been an Earth. Well, there might have been, but not in this universe. So it could be in the future. No, it's not It's not like it's our descendants, I don't think. It's it's a whole different galaxy where there are people who happen to be human. If you just joined us, Sine has just realised that she has misunderstood the whole point of Star Wars. Like, Star Trek is like that. It's It's our Earth in the future. Yeah. Star Wars isn't. It's a different galaxy. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, no bit of it is set, like, in relation to Earth. I feel like I've just negated all my good points, though. No, well, it's still, it's made by humans, so all those points are, are correct. Okay, good. They're okay. <laughs> you just got a bit confused with Star, <laughs> Star Trek and Star Wars, I think. There's too many stars. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. The, the, it's... So easily they could have had another couple of women on the on the ship with them, another couple of spies could be women. Why could the cool Japanese guy not be a woman? Why exactly. could the cool gun guy not be a woman? Why could the pilot not be a woman? Why couldn't the droid? Give us a droid as a buddy woman, you know? Why couldn't the dad be a mum? Exactly. Why couldn't the general be a lady? Again, it, it's not that all those things are wrong, having a man in a film is wrong. It's just your first thought shouldn't be white male. No. And it always is. Like, yeah. it's awesome that... The other minor character, minor character, other characters were of different ethnicities. That's great, but like you said a couple of weeks ago, you can only have one thing, can't you? Yeah. You couldn't. You can't be a, a woman and also a person of color and also disabled or alien or a droid. Obviously. All right. So there are some representation issues with the film. There's also some structural things in the film, like the fact that we're in like four different planets in the first five minutes. I was so confused about where we were supposed to where be. Where are we? I had no clue. The rest of the first part of the film, a bunch of stuff happens that doesn't really, like, maybe we're idiots and we didn't understand it, but they had to go to one planet to see Forrest Whitaker, and then he was like, oh no, take this pilot guy and leave, and then that was fine, and then he got blown up, and then they went back to the Rebels, and then they escaped again, and then, like, I know, I know you can say this for any film, you can, so you can make any film sound bad, but... Like you can, you can usually explain a Star Wars film. You can understand what the characters want, what they're doing, what their motivation is. And I said the same thing about Ben Mendelsohn. He walks around complaining about stuff. Mm. You know. Question: Forrest Whitaker had the hologram, right, of her dad. What was their plan to just for her to just stumble on it and see it? I don't. Know, I well, they thought if they went to Forrest Whitaker, he would have. Killed them because he was like had gone rogue from the rebels. He was more like more of a terrorist sort of thing. Yeah, but like, yeah. Why didn't he try getting the hologram to her? Oh, I don't know. He thought she was dead. I don't know. What if she hadn't seen it? I don't know. Well, that's the other thing about their relationship. We were just told it. Mm. We were told that he. We saw him rescue her at the very beginning, and then we were told they had this other relationship, and they were like. Like remember that time we did something. this and remember time the time this happened? I thought you'd gone after that time. I'm like, maybe you could show us a bit of that relationship. Yeah, rather than just telling us that it happened. Because then when he, like, sacrifices himself for her after doing the stuff, we're told that he has done this thing about being a terrorist. We're told he doesn't like the Alliance. We're told that they have a relationship. And then when he dies, we don't really care because we've just been told all this stuff. Mm. You know? You know when pilot guy loses his mind because Forrest Whitaker tries to find yeah. out whether he's telling the truth? Do you know that the, like, bad actor guy was like, you're the pilot, remember? And then he's like, oh, I'm the pilot. And that was just solved in two seconds. Yeah, was he supposed to have gone crazy Well, he, like, lost that? his mind. And then all it took was someone saying the word pilot, and then all of a sudden he regained his total faculty perfectly fine. He had no character arc. <sighs> he had nothing going for him. Like, how cool would it have been if he actually had turned out to be a spy, like a double agent sort of thing? But he wasn't. Well, the main guy was, sort of. But then, I don't know, then, his love for Felicity Jones stopped him. I don't like we, know. We knew from the beginning he was never going to shoot her dad and kill his dad. Like, yeah. That, 
Obviously, that was going to happen. It'd been cool if we had killed him. There might have been some conflict. Yeah, it would have been actually, rather than him just dying. And then they were they were um, had a fight about what he might have done but didn't do, and then but she knew he might have done that, and then he didn't. Yeah, it was then, a really uh, stupid wishy washy fight. Just do the thing. Don't have a fight about doing the almost thing. Have a fight about doing the thing. Yeah, exactly. Don't have them almost. One of my acting teachers said that. Don't have her almost having an affair. Mm. Make her have the affair. Definitely. It's more dramatic when it's, you know. Mm. It's an actual fight. Probably my, my biggest complaint, or one of my biggest complaints of the film, <laughs> is how they retconned. And that means retroactive uh, retroactive continuity mm-hmm. for listeners. Thanks, Lon. <laughs> that means when a newer um, entry into a franchise or a newer entry of a story um, changes something about what's previously happened. Mm. And in this film, so in in the first Star Wars film, it's always been that Luke um, uses the Force and blows up the Death Star by putting a, a thermal um, bomb miss- missile thing from his X-wing, and it it goes through an exhaust pipe or something in the Empire in the Death Star gets blown up. That's awesome, right? Because the Rebels analyzed the, the plans of the Death Star, found out there's one little weakness that they'd overlooked, and they use their ingenuity and blow it up. Mm-hmm. This film suggests, in fact, changes the whole body point of the first film, was that that was always designed that way because the guy who designed it was Felicity Jones's dad and he was actually a rebel, like, sympathiser and he had designed this one thing to blow up the Death Star and to allow someone to blow up a Death Star in the future. What bullshit. <laughs> this is, like, a common complaint, apparently, amongst fans. is like, well, why would the Empire make the Death Star with this one weakness? Well, they didn't know. Like, that's the cool thing about it, is that they were so, so... They were kind of arrogant and didn't arrogant notice and that conceded. there was a fault in they it. They didn't even consider. It's like the it's like the Titanic. They they thought it was never going to sink. These guys made up this, this planet-killing machine and never even considered that might be something that could be blown up. Yeah. The rebels find the plans and they analyse them and because they're really smart and because they have to do this really daring thing... And the only reason they actually got even that Luke even got there was because he used the Force because he's like got Jedi powers. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. No one else could have done it. But only Luke could have done it. Right. That's the whole point. Because he's awesome. Yeah. And he uses the Force. He has, he uses his little machine. Right. That's the. And he can't do yeah, it. He's like use the Force. He closes the eyes and uses the Force. That's right? the only reason. It's a, I'm getting goosebumps now <laughs> thinking about it because it's amazing again to amazing film. And this one's like oh yeah it was all designed like that from the beginning. No. No. I don't like it when films negate themselves yeah. by either sequels or prequels. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, that actually happened for this reason. Well, you just undid what you've done. Yeah. It makes no sense. Really, really annoys me. How many times do you reckon they um, said the word hope in the film? Oh, like every two seconds? Drinking game on the word hope. Yeah, you'd be blacked out after ten minutes. Yeah. See, that annoys me too. It's just a shoe in to be like, do you get it? Do you get it? The word the prequel? Do you get hope. it? Do you get it? Hope. Do you get it? Yeah. Now... To my very biggest complaint about the film. So we all know the ending, right? We all know this happens. They get the plans out and whatever. However, this film ends with Leia literally getting the plans in her hand, right? And then her little ship falls out of the big ship they're in and blasts off. And leading it like 10 minutes later, A New Hope starts, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's like whatever, right? Did it have to be that work like that? Did it have to literally feed into the opening sequence of the next film in the, in the continuity? People seem to like that, though. But no. I, my question is, do you really need to see every single second of every single moment of yeah. what led up to what to understand something? It really annoyed me. And ever since then, I'm thinking of other ways this would have worked in other films. And I've been <laughs> telling you these, and you don't think they're very funny, but I think they're funny. <laughs> it's like having a whole, a whole movie about how the Waynes got dressed and ready and went out to the theatre and then got shot on the way home in front of Batman, right? And how Batman starts. Yeah. We don't need that. No. We, we know that's happened. We no. know this film happened somewhere in the continuity, right? How cool is it that the first Star Wars started in the middle of a war and you got to get your head around, this stuff's happening. Yeah, all it's started in the middle of the action. Yeah, but literally the first thing you see in the film is a, a ship being boarded and there's a big battle. Now we've got, we have seen that, the start of that happening. We didn't need to. How far does it go, though? Like, do we need another prequel now of Felicity Jones' time with Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. Do we need another prequel of why she had the necklace, where the necklace came from? Yeah. Like, how far do you go until enough is enough? Why why can't your imagination fill in the gaps, right? You mm. know that the 
Rebels got the plans. Mm. Why did we need to see how they did it? Unless well, it was something really amazing, like you said earlier. Unless really it was this cool. really cool battle. Mm. Maybe if Bruce Wayne and his parents had this really cool thing happen to them the afternoon of. Mm. But no. <laughs> it's like having... I'm going to think of some examples for you. So All right. It's like having a whole film about the morning Steve Rogers turns up and signs up for the army in Captain America. Yeah. It's like having a whole film about, you know, the 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 field trip that Spider-Man goes on where he gets bitten. Like that's part of a film. It's part of the story. Yeah. But we don't necessarily have to see the whole the thing. The whole thing. You know? What was that thing that you read that someone said it's the most expensive fan fiction ever made? Yeah, it's what Luke Buckmaster said for the um, Daily Review. It just felt like fan fiction, like fixing up holes and telling a story that, that is suggested in the dialogue. But fixing up holes that didn't need to be fixed. They no. weren't holes. No. I don't understand how... how... It's just people being half smart about thinking yeah. they're better than the filmmakers, you know, and yeah. we found this one plot hole and we're going to fix it. All right. So that, that annoys me as well. We didn't need to see this film. There's no point to it. And you know what? Everyone's talking about one sequence in the film. Well, we've probably talked about spoilers, so I'm going to go right ahead and say it. Go on. Darth Vader, the very end of the film, in an admittedly cool sequence, bloody, he F's some shit up. <laughs> he kills a bunch of guys, a bunch of rebel soldiers. He kind of appears from the dark with his lightsaber, and it is a, it's a beautiful shot. I'm not saying it's not awesome, because it is, right? And it's really cool seeing him in action, and it's great how it leads up into the next film and everything. Like, I admit it's cool, and I admit the last whole sequence of the film was quite cool, how it's all put together. The, the battle final sequence. battle was really interesting. It's just I was bored by the time we got there. Exactly. Okay, so the Darth Vader thing, right? The whole point of Star Wars is that we see this little boy grow up, become an evil guy, mm-hmm. an evil Sith Lord, and then he's redeemed by his son in the end. Yeah. That's why the final thing of the original films was Darth Vader finally being a Force ghost and looking over his, his son who saved his life and he killed the Empire, killed the Emperor, right? Yeah. It's not cool to see him kill people because that negates the whole point of the films is that this pure kid... Is seduced by the dark side, and then, with the help of his pure son, is comes back, is redeemed. Mm-hmm. So going back and seeing him murder a bunch of people, kind of it left a bad taste in my mouth because we're seeing the evilness, which the whole point of the films is him being redeemed of. You know what I mean? Yeah, but isn't that comes later though the redemption? Oh, definitely. But I'm saying. What's the point of having the redemption story if we just keep going back and focusing on when he was evil and, okay. and lionising him, killing people and about being a badass? That's not cool, you know? Like, it was, it's supposed to be tragic. It's not supposed to be cool, in my view anyway, and I probably don't understand Star Wars, obviously, because I don't like this film and everyone else seems to have liked it. Yeah. To me, the point of him killing all the younglings in the third film and, and killing Padme and fighting Obi-Wan and everything was how tragic it was. Yeah. It's not cool. It no. shouldn't be cool. Him fighting Obi-Wan in, in A New Hope and then fighting Luke in the next two films, it's really tragic because this is man who we see at the beginning of in the prequels is so cute and he's got problems and everything, but he's generally a good kid, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we're seeing him fight people. Fight. He All he wanted was to be with Padme and have children and, and love them, you know, and, and be a protector of the universe. Then he gets seduced by power and everything. Yeah. And then he has to fight his own son. And, he, and even then, he wants to be with his son. He wants. He's like, let's go rule the universe together. But his son's like, no, don't be evil. And he's like, okay, good. And then that's what happens. Yeah. So keep going back to it and showing him being cool and being... And there's going to be a film with Darth Vader. I'm telling you that now. They're going to do that in the future because all the fan reaction will be how awesome was this bit where Darth Vader comes and kills yeah. people. So there's going to be a Vader film and it's all going to be about how he kills people and stuff. That's not the point of Star Wars. You can invent new cool people who do bad stuff like um, Kylo Ren, that was cool. Yep. And and the point of Kylo Ren was that he misunderstood Darth Vader because he was focusing on the the darkness of Darth Vader, not focusing on how he was redeemed in the end. Yeah. I can now come to my final point about the film. Okay. We shouldn't CGI dead people. So. Arguably we shouldn't CGI any person. <laughs> I, as we have established, don't have the best knowledge of Star Wars. However... Like, I didn't know who that guy was or that he was dead or anything. Two seconds into that scene, I turned to Lonnie and I went, is he animated? And Lonnie was like, yep. <laughs> so Grand Moff Tarkin, who was in um, A New Hope, and he's played by Peter Cushing in that film, he's one of, like, the, the British actors of the last century, 
he's passed away since then. That's totally fine. And in this film, he's recreated with CGI. And not just like for it. I thought at first it was going to be like a cool cameo and I was kind of yeah. okay with that because we didn't quite see his face and everything. No, he's like no. a proper character. And he talks to other characters and they like yeah. act off each other and stuff. Yeah. How weird is that? I don't like it. It was that creepy, almost real, uncanny yeah. valley thing. Yeah. And I just, ugh. Like I, it's a lot better than some CGI stuff I've seen, but it still left a bad taste in my mouth. But you know it's CGI, right? You're never going to have CGI that doesn't look, doesn't feel like CGI. It's like he was like from a cutscene in a video game, wasn't he? Yes. So, question: Did his family give permission for his dead face to be tracked onto another actor's face? They seem to have, and that that's their choice. Like, if that's what they're okay with, that's fine. I I'm not okay with it though. I think, like, this is a turning point in film, that this is a possibility now, that dead actors can mm. be morphed and, like, still be on, like, I don't know, 20 years. Are we going to have a film with Robin Williams's face in it? Well, we could recreate the whole Star Wars again with, like, a new story with the young actors, just their I faces. I just feel like, I, I don't, I feel like this is kind of a dangerous thing that we're doing here. Mm. And just because we can do something with this cool CGI technology doesn't mean that we should. And like, there are other options. We could have got another actor in to play the role. That's fine. They do that all the time. That's totally cool. Um, but that's the weird thing then. Like, were they recreating the character or were they recreating the actor? They were recreating the actor. And they and were doing weird. it for the fans. That's weird, isn't it? And they do the same thing with Leia at the end. I didn't like that either. So do they use voice actors to get the voices as similar as possible? I'm not sure how they, they did the CGI, right. to be honest. I think they had they had stand-ins, and then I think they CGI'd over the faces sort of thing. Yeah. But I'm not sure how they got... Either they got someone else to do the voice again, or they... Um, Manipulated the well, they, wavelength or they, something. They can like, do that, you know. I just think this is really creepy and dangerous that we can do stuff like this. I just don't understand, like... I don't know... Bringing someone back from the dead to play a... Like, I would feel so uncomfortable if they did that to someone like Robin Williams or mm. Alan Rickman now. What if they recreated Harry Potter or did, like, a prequel to Harry Potter and had Snape there? Like, I just think I, it's not right. I don't think it's very ethical. No. I, it's it's in that weird boundary, and I don't think it's something we should be doing. Well, do you remember that film we saw with Robin Wright where they do this? Yeah. I've forgotten the name of it now. Oh, me too. The animated one. It's sort of, like, yeah. half animated. If we've... I'll find it and put it in our little comment yeah. thing maybe. But that's the point of that is that she was an actor and she sells off her likeness yeah. to appear in films forever. Yeah. It's, it's kind of creepy. It is. It's a creepy film. I wonder if actors will soon have this in their contracts and their will and stuff. That yeah, not can't to be, be recreated or something. I just think it's like, so weird. It's pretty effed up that they have to think that. I know. Um, when I was at film school, they talked about this, about the, like, the pluses and minuses of having um, CGI actors. Um, and there are some things I can kind of see the purpose of it for. Like, say, there was a really dangerous sequence. It'd be easier to put a, a CGI character in a fire, mm -hmm. for example, or underwater or something like that. It'd be really hard, people dangerous for a, a real person to do that. However, I just don't think a CGI actor, and we might be wrong in the future, we'll have this for everything, but it's not the same as seeing a real person act, is it? No. Acting can't be done in a computer. It kind of goes against the whole point of watching film because you want to see humanity kind of reflected back at you, right? Mm. Real human emotions and real human feelings so you can understand the world and people in it better. How can a computer do that? Well, like animation is a different format, isn't it? Yeah. That's totally fine. I guess so. But having that up against, trying to make it so realistic up against real actors, that's, it was not right, was it? That, that put me off the film, to be honest. You really and did. then. I don't think I even listened to what he was saying, his character, because I was just looking at it like, that's... Weird. It's the Uncanny Valley I was in. Yeah. And it's the same with Leia at the end. It's almost like a stop-motion kind of weird thing where she's not tracked properly on her face, and it's like it's like stuff from horror movies. Like, yeah. yeah, not quite right. You know, where she starts to, like, malfunction because she's a robot or something. So, look, I wasn't a fan of this film. <laughs> you you might have noticed that by now. There were some cool bits... The action's always good in Star Wars films, you know, that's how they get made, that's why they're popular. The whole final sequence, I admit it was cool, I just didn't quite enjoy it because of all the, the problems I had previously. Um, Felicity Jones, like, she's doing the best what she's got, she just hasn't got a lot. 
should make that clear because she's a great actor. Um, the other other guys didn't very have forgettable, a, aren't they? Yeah, and I didn't see like they were connected while they were like why the random guys just turned up and joined we're up. Then part of the team, yeah. You know, it's just. You know what I hated? That whole master switch thing. We need a master switch. Oh, that must be the master switch there in the middle of the beach. Yeah. And I know exactly which switch it is that has no label or anything. And the thing that you said, which I thought was really interesting, his friend, after he his mate dies, and then he suddenly starts saying, I'm one with the force. Hmm. Why? I don't really understand that. Like, I think the guy with the gun you're talking about was supposed to have not been with the force much because they were like protectors of this place of that was special to the Jedi. Yeah. And then he kind of lost his faith, but the blind guy and blind, blind guy was still one with the force. Obviously that's what he kept talking about. Yeah. And so once he saw his friend die, he was like, oh yeah, I'm with the force again. That was the point. Here's how I would fix it. So you got one guy who's really into the force and is like, I love the force so much. And the other guy's like, no, you're an idiot. And is really a gap against it. Right. Mm-hmm. As a real character and has opinions and emotions and stuff. Yeah. And so, like the guy with the force is really good at doing force stuff and it can kill people really quickly and jump around or whatever. He was really cool. He was cool. But, yeah, so keep him how he was. But his friend, who was a gun guy, was already good with guns. He didn't need the force because he had the awesome gun that shot everyone and, like, there's no, there's no danger for him because he just happened to be able to shoot everybody no matter what. Yeah. Have him, as a marksman, be really bad. Be yeah. really bad at all. And it's like a running joke throughout the film how he can't actually shoot stuff properly. And then... Once he sees his friends die, he connects to the Force again. He runs out to the beach, kills a bunch of people really good because he caught the Force. His gun can work again. Mm-hmm. He, like, goes down a blaze of glory but after having killed a million stormtroopers. How great would that have been? <laughs> it would have been great. Apart from this half-hearted sort of thing here. Question for you. Accepting the Force isn't just a matter of saying the Force is with me, isn't it? Isn't it like tapping in and, like, closing your eyes and focusing and feeling it? And that's not how the force works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me Ray, give me Finn, give me Poe, who like for some reason felt like real characters who I liked. Mm. Not these randoms who I don't care about. Question. Why do blasters never leave wounds? Good question. I think in universe it's they don't like give blood or anything, they sort of, um, like, burn you more than give blood, but they would mm. still leave wounds. I think sometimes you see it a little bit, but I think the biggest reason is that these movies are generally PG, sort of okay. aimed at kids. They don't dwell on the gory bits like that. Like it shot... Um, ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, yeah, and he had a wound. But all of these shooting, bam, 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 all it is is a puff of smoke and a few little sparks and, like, yeah. oh, they're dead. The other thing is that... The main characters never get shot because they're amazing. So yeah, well, it's it's like they run through a whole crowd of being shot at, and nothing happens to them because they're great. Wouldn't it be great if stormtroopers were scary? Yeah, they're just a joke, really, aren't they? Because they never hit anything, and they get they get like a, a knock on the head, and they're dead forever. Mm. Can I say my biggest dislike of this film? Yes, was all of the elbow nudge moments is the fact that we're creating films for people to like and to be crowd pleasers. And I disagree with that as a concept because art shouldn't be to please the masses. Art should challenge and reflect and make you think and if you like it, sure, but Mm. don't, like, lose all the other elements to make people like it. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing to make something people like because they need to make money or whatever, but I see where you come from. The fact that they just have C-3PO and people are now on screen and R2 and people are now cinema screamed and cheered and whatever. Yeah. Like, just because you recognise somebody, that, that's great. I know. And it's it's those fans kind of piss me off, to be honest it's, with you. It's, they're, they're, they've been pleased by seeing, recognising something. You I know. know. What's the point but, of that? But they're the ones that are causing this shit to happen. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because the whole film is just like like a elbow nudge and a wink. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Hope, hope. Do you get it? It's leading up to this. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get that we've put this thing in? Do you get that this is the same place where this happened? And it's like, we get it. You don't need to... Those elbow nudge winking at the audience moments that aren't 
nostalgic or pleasing or uplifting or like, oh, I remember that. Especially in this film because they weren't part of the story. They weren't. They no, were just like were shoved just, in there. They were shoved in to please the fans. And I... It's, it's fan fiction. Yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I just... I, know, I didn't like it. And I don't like that people like seeing that. Yeah. Totally. We're cleverer than that as viewers. I think... Viewers more, and we've spoken about this with a lot of people that we know, tend to just like things and don't question them at all. Be very passive viewers, and that's fine. But at some point, you need to hold the filmmakers to account, right? They're making something for you. Don't you want to challenge them so that they can make better things and that you can watch better things and that it can all be better? Well, I don't, I'm not opposed to the idea of more Star Wars films, just in principle. I'm opposed to the idea of not doing anything new, not taking them to any new direction. Mm. So this one, they've literally taken us to the first paragraph of the opening crawl of the first film. That's as far as we've gone. We haven't gone anywhere else new in the universe, really. I just feel... That's what I mean, like, we could have done something new. We didn't need to have C-3P on screen, did we? No, we didn't. Just to please people. It was just to please people. We're cleverer than that. We don't need... I don't know, I... I hated those moments. They didn't make me feel anything nice. They make, made me feel like I was a bit of a commodity being used and they knew that mm. I would like this thing, so they put it on there. But then people did. And you'll go out and buy your kids all the toys and yeah. everything else. But all people the did. We seem to be the only two people who didn't like this mm. film. All our friends loved it. Everyone, Most people online loved it. All the fans seemed to enjoy it. There have been some reviews that have been a bit less complimentary. I don't understand... My biggest question with this film is why. Yeah. It didn't tell us anything we didn't already know. It didn't take us on an exciting journey. No exciting journey. Characters were It bored me. Yeah. Characters weren't interesting. I thought it was a very sexist film. There was no need for it. Like, I don't understand. Would your life have been the same if you hadn't seen this film? Has it given you, has it brought anything new to the Star Wars universe and increased or improved your experience of the original films? It just... It, like, showed us something that we already knew happened. Yeah. You know? What's cool about Star Wars films is that they don't all just start immediately after one another. Mm. Like, the jump between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, it's been, like, three years. All of a sudden, they're on, like, a, a hoth with the yeah. the snow planet. Yeah. And, like, what have they been doing in this last little bit? It's part of interesting when you don't know everything. That's what I mean. Like, finding out all of the bits that connect to each other. I feel like it kind of takes away from the universe a bit because, well, you know everything now. Yeah. It's kind of boring and, well, what's the point then, you know? I feel like when making a film, you need to ask yourself why. Why are we making this? And was the reason of making this to improve anything about the universe? Well, it didn't do that if that's what it was trying to do. seems like the whole reason for this film was to, to correct the error about the Death Star being blown up so easily. Which wasn't an error. So... I don't know. I don't think it was needed. It wasn't very good. But to be honest, I didn't think The Force Awakens was needed, but it was very good. I thought The Force Awakens expanded the story, brought new characters in. Yeah. While still having the old characters in, partly for that recognition factor, but also because they're part of the story. they were part of the story, right? Kylo Ren was the son. It was integral. Mm. They weren't just there because so fans could cheer. I don't know. I just, I... Like, like... I know we've both been railing against the recognition factor being the most important thing, but that moment in The Force Awakens where they reveal the Millennium Falcon, that's awesome. I still love seeing that. It is br- it's a brilliant moment, though, because... It actually helps the story and everything. It helps the story, and it's done in a subtle kind of way, or, like, in a way that's not... You know what it did? It's like, see this thing in the distance, it's the Millennium Falcon. Mm. It didn't go, guys, guys, oh, my God, the Millennium Falcon's here, which mm. is what this film did. Rogue yeah. One shouted at you every time something was on screen. Mm. Hope, hope, a new hope. Leia's here. Oh, my God. It wasn't mm. just the, the nod to the princess when he said, oh, I'll just speak to her highness about it. That would have been cool. That was fine, that moment when he said that. Yeah. Because we all knew what that meant. Yeah. You don't need to go too far with it. Like, what does that bring us? Nothing. It's the same as Harry Potter that we spoke about, right? They can mm. make millions of Harry Potter movies for the rest of time. Yeah. But do they need to? No. What, what is wrong with what we have of something? What is with humans' ability to take something that is precious to us, Star Wars, Harry Potter, 
and we just need to keep adding more. We need to keep touching it and fixing it and mm. ruining it. I don't understand that. Why can't we just leave it be? Why can't we have a perfect series and just leave it? Why do we need to keep tinkering with it and keep touching it and keep making it into something? It angers me, Lonnie. I agree, Sime. This has been a big one. It's been our longest one for a while, I think. I think so, but it needed to be done. It needed to be done. Things needed to be said. All right, I think we should finish now before we get too upset. What do you think? Yeah. Look, if you want to feed the machine, you can keep watching Star Wars films forever. But just know that this one's not worth it. I mean... I'm disappointed. I love Star Wars, so I'm disappointed about this, but... It's just... It's fine. It's a fine, it okay thing. This is a bunch of stuff that happened. And no one really gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of sums up the film for me. You know what happens anyway. Like Matilda. Mm-hmm. It was a new interpretation. Yes, I mean, added stuff text. to it. It did. Brought life to the characters. So if there's a Star Wars musical out there, I'd watch that. Definitely. Well, because they get to sing about things yeah. that they don't normally talk about or... Mm-hmm. They get to reveal their innermost feelings through song. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? It'd be amazing, actually. Yeah, like one out of five probably for this one. So Yeah, one out of five yeah. for sure. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, please support us in some way. Tell a friend, like us, share us, do something nice for us. Like us in life, but also like the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, like be our friend, but also... Follow us on Twitter, those sort of things. You know, engage with us. Yeah. Give us something back. And we'll give you more podcasts. Yeah, but we're going to give them anyway. Don't tell them Oh, that. sorry, no. Oh, yeah, if we might stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. And why the hell did Darth Vader live in Bowser's castle? Oh, my God, with the lava and everything. That was so crazy. Did you expect to see Bowser coming around the corner? <laughs> Little creepers. <sighs> Thank you for listening. Um, can you please support us in some way? If you don't want to, that's fine. I don't care. I'll, I'll do that again. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>